Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. The tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. And now, the end is near, and so I face the final podcast. Oh, that's right. This is our final podcast of 2023. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, my dear friend, Kevin Connor. Yes. Thanks for doing uh, some stand-up bass for me. Yeah, let me put this thing away. Uh, yeah, it's it's the end of the year. It's an exciting time. It's here. Um, we're we're it's a time of retrospection and to yes. looking ahead. And yes, and to making changes for the future in the new year. And so we're gonna look back at our best albums of 2023. We have top ten lists. Yes, which I think we've got a couple overlapping. Yes, I know we do, because we've talked about it last week. Yeah, at least one or two. Yeah. Um, Well, I think, you know what? Some heavy hitters put out albums this year, and they were good. Yeah, So, for sure. Yeah. And again, I always always like to caveat this, is that um, not best, but favorite. Yes, we did. uh, The ranking is largely arbitrary. When we're getting into top ten... I mean, the way I feel, the way I did it, like, I love every song on all these albums. So, oh, yeah. like I said last last uh, week, it's just different shades of awesome. So, yep. uh, yeah, we're going to count down our top ten. And do you want to get us started, Kev? Yeah, I will. And you know what? I'm, I'll go quick. Uh, simply because, Luke, I know this is an al- a song, an album. Keep it snappy. That we we are duplicated on, and you're going to play a track from it later. Yeah, So, baby. I'll just say that my number 10 and Luke's number something is That Feels Good by Jesse Ware. Yes. Uh, it's incredible, and we'll talk about it more. This is a tease. Yeah. So, Luke, what's tease. your 10? So, my 10... It's interesting because I've had some youngsters on my list before. And when I was listening to this album and loving this album, I didn't even realize exactly how young that this artist is actually 18 years old. And this is Glaive with the album I Care So Much That I Don't Care At All. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. We listened to this on the way back from my bachelor party. Yeah, yeah, we did. It's great. It's like, because, and so he must have been 15 when releasing the first couple songs, like during the pandemic on SoundCloud. And so now at 18 is on a song with machine gun Kelly and put out an amazing album. And so I think uh Glaive started out more hyper pop to begin with. And now is more like pop punk and maybe a little bit of hyper pop and interesting things, but like, it's like kind of emo pop punk, which I wrote in my off shelf uh, write up, which you can see our top 10 lists over on offshelf.net. Uh, and if you want to learn more about our thoughts of it, I found it interesting thinking about how 
emo was like the music that I came of age to back in high school. And so the fact that there's like this younger artist who's channeling that genre for their coming of age now, I thought was kind of cool and definitely spoke to me, uh, which is why it's my number 10. Well, I'll move on to number nine, and I have I have two segues actually. So let me do them back to back. What one under each foot? Like, yeah, I I they're going away from each other. Help! Um, <laughs> Offshelf.net does have our best of lists, and I would strongly encourage anyone to go check out my number nine because it is, of course, where I have compared Fallout yes. Boy's album so much for Stardust. Uh, to Michael Jordan's flu game in the 1997 NBA Finals. Truly one of the most insane things I've ever written and something I'm very proud of. Yeah, you Um, did. Brilliantly done. Yes, and of course, segue number two, Pop Punk and Emo, my my, Mount Rushmore of Pop Punk features, Fall Out Boy, and they're back. Uh, I have been incredibly dismissive of Fall Out Boy's kind of return. To me, Fully Ado was the really? end of... Yeah, it just hasn't... The energy hasn't been there. It's felt very... Like, the Big Ten Network uses a Fall Out Boy song to advertise their, like, Saturday matinee football game. And it's like, that never was what Fall Out Boy was about, right? Like, they... that That doesn't jive. And... Not to say that they don't experience commercial success, but this album, So Much for Stardust, really does feel like kind of a return to form to the overly theatrical, uh, like, the song names aren't super long, but they do have a lot of, like, energy, like, Heaven, Iowa is great, Um, and just, there's a lot of, I don't know, it's just a lot of, like, the original formula worked into this album. Yeah. And I am very surprised. I was very surprised, and I'm very happy that it made it to this list. Yeah, I'm glad you got it on here. I did see one video from it, like the music video for whatever single it was. And you know how every video back in like 2004 was like on a stage? Yes. <laughs> and like theatrical, like you're saying, theatrical. And uh, that's exactly what this video was. And it, Took me back watching it, so that makes sense. That's a return to form. Good on you, Fallout Boys. Yeah, great album. Um, you know what? If you weren't a Fallout Boy fan, this isn't for you. Uh, I, they're they're not doing anything like other bands on this list where they've changed and done something new. Right. They're it's a return to form, and it's a form that I've always loved, as I've expressed. And if you also loved that, like this is great. All right, well, I'm going to move us to my new favorite rock band, uh, Wednesday, from Asheville, North Carolina. This uh, project, I heard the album Twin Plagues back in 2021 and really dug it. And it's the project of Carly Hartsman is the songwriter. On this album, you got a great band joining Hartsman, which features MJ Lenderman whose album Boat Songs I really loved from last year. And so you got a great Asheville-based band with an amazing singer-songwriter. And uh, we're going to listen to the song Chosen to Deserve, which this song and the song from my number eight, which I'll talk about, 
uh, they were like early in the year singles that put these albums on my radar. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be a great album. And chosen to deserve was definitely that for this Wednesday album. And there's lyrics like the one that I uh, find especially memorable is I was up late sneaking into the neighborhood pool, then got up early to go teach at the Sunday school. Uh, and so there's like great, just nuggets like that throughout this album. It's a very, almost like, I feel like we grew up in the Midwest and this, they're a more Southern band, but I feel like it kind of is like an American late stage capitalism. There's dollar generals mentioned and strip malls and like it, like just the vivid imagery of like these stories uh, is told so well throughout this album. And you're going to hear that on this song and it just rocks this song. And there's like crazy, like dissonant hard rocking songs on the album. This is like a super catchy, uh, like major key.
Without a doubt, a hot diggity dog. Hot diggity rat. Because yeah, rat saw God. Hot diggity god. Hot diggity dog watch. Like, they're all, it's coming. Yeah. Right? They're like, all. There's bangers. no misses here. Um, And that song, I know your vibes first, Kev, but if you picked up on any of the lyrics, uh, it's like, I love it. It's almost like a new relationship and like yeah. saying we tell our best stories first. So now I'm going to tell you the messed up stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> and then starts unpacking friend getting stomach pumped uh i love the line at the end of like all the drugs are getting boring to me now loneliness is everything and it's in everything yeah um and so i'm like glad that they live to tell the story after a uh you know tough period uh being sounds like uh, you know re- being raised religious maybe and like uh, maybe that contributed to some of this drinking all the time and skipping school, you know, because that projection much, effect. right? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, yeah, the the lyricism is amazing. The vibes are great. That like Western guitar bend is yeah. is so good. Um, every time I hear that in like a song so that good. doesn't use it as a crutch, but like is like a little bit of sprinkle on top, it's yeah, just you don't expect it. Excellent, and the album title rat saw god is really cool and like the album cover kind of shows that there's like almost like a barn like hay uh window looking into this like mansion where they're all ornately dressed and uh so i it's just a very evocative title of this kind of idea of this like moment of glory where like this this lowly person (laughs) this lowly creature gazes upon the glory of god and uh so just there's a lot of evocative ideas like that thrown in this album. Hartsman does that very well. Excellent. So that was Wednesday with Chosen to Deserve from Rat Saw God. That is out now on Dead Oceans. My number eight. We know him. We love him. It's Jeff Rosenstock. Oh, yeah. yeah. He'll be higher on my list. This is another overlap. All right. Well, let's let's talk about it now. Okay. Let's yeah. let's get the, the let's get let's the it. stock stirred. Um the stock Helmode, stirred. The stock stirred. Uh, Helmode's so good. It's so fucking good. It is so amazing. Just like I feel like punk, which this certainly is, so often veers into like the dissonant and he holds back so well. To, to keep everything kind of moving in a way that, like, it's just it's great to listen to. It's so poppy. And I went back and listened to, like, his whole discography this year. And, like, Worry, which is the album I first loved, you know, that one uh, is so, like, hardcore and fast, but, like, so catchy and melodic. And so I feel like you get, like, 
some of those songs on here, but then you get more of a toned down Jeff Rosenstock on this as well. Oh you yeah. Know? Like in tracks I like lo- heel mode, which is such a great, yeah. Fun. Heel mode is beautiful. And then doubt, which doubt does have a like punk breakdown and like goes nuts later, but that's the song that I've loved. And like that idea of doubt and especially as someone who makes music and I, but I feel like just in life doubt is such a uh, tough thing to overcome. And so I've had, I have a little like whiteboard on my desk. I may have wrote this in the off shelf top 10, but kill all the doubt has been my like pump up mantra. I was doing job interviews and like just also going through (laughs) some tough stuff throughout life and, you know, kill all the doubt. It was my reminder there every day. And, uh, so love Jeff Rosenstock for that. I will also be going to see Jeff Rosenstock this upcoming year. Uh, with Ooh. my cousin Brian. So I think there's still time to get tickets, Kev, if you want to join us. Ooh, kind of. We'll I, be wild. Yeah, yeah that's a, that'll be, that won't be hell mode. That'll be. Yeah. Um, I've seen, it'll be heel mode. Heel mode. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> um, I've seen pictures of his shows. He's like sweaty as hell. He's playing the saxophone. He's out in the crowd. It looks wild. So I'm excited. Yeah. I, um, this would be, I feel like the album to see. Like it's yeah, it's my favorite one he's done. It's great for sure. All right, so I'll move on to my number eight. As I was talking about, this was an early single that came out, and that single was "Happenstance" by Shalom, which oh. uh, this was an artist that was brand new to me, and I'm glad that she ended up on the playlist because, you know, early releases. This came out I think like February March. They don't always hold on till the end. And so this one just had so many good songs and such a variety of sound on it that it stuck with me throughout the year. And the song happenstance is like about feeling like an outsider, not fitting in. Uh, And then there's kind of like this joyous conclusion, but the guitars are just bouncing all over the place. There's such a great beat. Um, And Uh, She worked a lot with uh, her story is actually interesting. She was in a band before and then kind of like Bon Iver, I was saying it like there was a breakup and then she had this like intense writing block and artistic block and then wrote Concrete, which is on the album. And it's such an amazing song and then started working with producer Ryan Hemsworth and like people heard that song. were like, you need to keep making music. I know you're having this block, but this song's amazing. And so you get like great Rocky songs, you get poppy like synth songs and uh, a variety of sound. One is just like a chugging bass with her singing over it. And I, one of my favorites on the album. So super awesome debut album from Shalom. So highly recommend that. And my number seven is also an awesome debut from the band Fizz. All caps. Oh yeah. Uh, The Secret to Life. And I love the way this album's presented. This was one that came to me kind of late in the year. Like, it was on one of those lists. like, here's an album that you missed. And I had missed it. And the the opening track is almost like an infomercial. It's like, you know, by subscribing to Fizz, you can learn the secret of life for only, <laughs> yeah. like, six payments of nine ninety nine. And it's just... It's fun. It's just, like... It, it's it, super it fun, has yeah. the vibes of like a basement party with all your friends. Like it's, yes. but also very clever songwriting. Um, it like reminds they, me kind of like Tom Tom club too, 
which oh, is yeah. like 80s like rocky party music uh which i love yeah and like there's such a youth to this that like you know the 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 two tracks that really stand out to me as like great songwriting or hell of a ride and as good as it gets because they are like so unsure about the future and also kind of just don't care because whatever it's the future we'll figure it out then uh but i uh, just an incredibly tight just like no nothing out of place album and one i've been really enjoying all right Kev. time to move on to my number seven that the big one that feels, feels good, good. <laughs> i uh, love it so yeah. much oh my god you this album gotta rules. pronounce both exclamation points um so yeah this album is incredible jesse Ware, who's been putting out albums uh for a while now but just came on my radar with 2020's what's your pleasure which was kind of like clubby disco-y some of the same sound you get on a few songs here but a lot of uh a lot of interesting i i just love the instrumentation of that feels good this album like it feels like an old school approach to making music and it's funny i saw someone posted like does music sound better now or like do do old albums sound better? And I saw an interesting take in the comments that was like, people only think that because they listen to good old music. Yeah. There was bad old music that they're not listening to, but it's the, it's the SNL thing, right? SNL was always right. better back in the day. Yeah. I remember all the stinkers, but I feel like, you know, it depends on what you're listening to as always, but I do feel like in the seventies specifically which is like my one of my favorite eras but mainly my favorite era music uh just like the instrumentation the horns the guitars you know um just this full band sound i love so much and you really get that on this album and then you get some of those like clubby tracks uh as well and then hello love is just like a beautiful kind of like light breezy song and pearls also like a major pop hit was on commercials i heard it endlessly this year and never got sick of it uh and then like shake shake the bottle that's a great like one that comes later on the album where she recounts all of her exes but i had to pick my favorite song begin again and i that was your favorite song on the album too i saw yeah you put that in the playlist and i love that that we had the same favorite but this one has everything I was just talking about. And I love how there's this theme of like, that feels good and pleasure and sexuality. And Excuse it's me? great. Huh? Excuse me. That feels <laughs> that good. That feels good. I'm trying moving faster here, but um, I, but then the, I love that way that there's almost like this social commentary in here too, saying, why does all the purest love get filtered through machines kind of commented on the digital age And then this like existential idea of can we begin again and can we start over and become someone new? And all of this is just with the most epic building instrumentals. So let's talk no further and listen to Jesse Ware with Begin Again. Is this my life? 
is like a roller coaster i feel like you've got such a a steady build for the first minute and a half or so and it it's it's at its full like orchestral prominence at that point like they they don't they don't make you wait and then rather than doing like second verse bridge done or second verse bridge chorus done you go on this like five minute ride and it's so dynamic and up and down and like it never repeats the same idea twice. And that feels very, um, that fe- it feels that way throughout the whole album. Yeah. And just every part is as amazing as the next. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm never mad that we go to the next part. I think the unsung hero is that low piano. Do, 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 do. Oh, I was just learning it. It's so slamming good. on those keys. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That, um, that thing is literally jumping off the ground. Yeah, and like again, you don't often hear 
that sort of as an accent. And so just that, that organic instrument part being brought in is such a uh, nice touch. And so there's just choices like that throughout the whole album that are incredible. The production value of this album is just incredible. Yeah. So good. And uh, I, I like rediscovered it throughout the year and gave it multiple listens and would sort of come back and find new favorites every time. So super excited to see any future work from Jesse Ware. And uh, this almost like didn't make it to the top 10. I almost like forgot how great it was. And then I went back, you know, I'm glad I did my look back. Cause Same. I was like, no, this needs to be very I, high up. I had my top nine and my 10th changed like five times. And yeah. every time I'd put one in, I was like, didn't feel right. And then, like, the second, I was like, oh, fuck, Jesse, where? Uh, Didn't feel right without Jesse. It was 100%, like, locked in. That's the one. So I have a fun fact, Kev. She's also a fellow podcaster because uh, her and her mom, Lenny Ware, have a podcast called Table Manners where they have celebrities on. And I think it's, like, food-based. Uh, Cher was on an episode. Wow. So I'm like, yeah, and it's like an award-winning podcast. So that's so that's, cool. That was just a fun fact I found when I was researching what Jesse Ware for my year-end list. I was yeah, like, what? she's way bigger in the UK. Uh, yeah, like well, she's big in my heart. She is. Yeah, we the we haven't caught on. <laughs> like beans on toast. She's huge over there. <laughs> All right, so that was Jesse Ware with Begin Again from That Feels Good. Out now on EMI. You know, if someone hasn't heard that song, if this is their first introduction to Jesse Ware, they're like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I will never say it another way, except for that one time I messed up earlier. That was, to be fair, that was not capital. That feels good. That was definitely, you were just saying that those words <laughs> and I yelled at you for it. Oh, I do want to call out the way I ended my uh, review of this album in my top 10. As I say, when I think when it comes to listening to this album, that feels good. I think I'll do it again. Too easy. Too easy, but but so <laughs> necessary. Um, oh, I, I said, just look at its title and you'll know what you're in for. So I also <laughs> went for the low hanging fruit. We did fruit. a similar one. Anyway, if people weren't familiar with Jesse Ware... Uh, podcast listeners should be familiar with my number six played it earlier this year in the pod i'm talking about prestige by girl ray yes and luke so i played good. a track from this i had the the joy and the horror to hear this album like four months in advance and know that it was so good, so good. and not be able to talk to anyone about it. And the track I played yeah. was a really good track, but really wasn't representative of the album as a whole. Like it was a lot more classic Girl Ray. And they were like, it's so good though. Big, that song is great. It's great. Hold tight is fantastic. But they like went in this funky disco-y direction with yeah. like the, these like faux strings and stuff. And I was, I used that preview link like 50 times between April and August. Cause like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go listen to Girl Ray. Yeah. And it came out and it, it was immediately on this list and it never dropped off. So I've been such a fan of Prestige. I just think it's them totally elevated, totally adding a new thing like this, this kind of funky disco y like sheen. Yeah. To a guitar rock band that just 
very much my shit, but also very, very good in general. Yeah, and uh, I saw a really good year-end list today from Brooklyn Vegan, and Girl Ray was, like, number 20, I think, which they're in my, like, 20s, 30s, and yeah. easily could have been in my top 20. It's super good album. Yeah, I, I love it. I'm excited to play a song from it today. So we are going to give a listen to one of those funky tracks. Uh, so Hell here yeah. is Girl Ray with Everybody Saying That. No, Lukey Likey. Let's go. Yeah, it's I, so good. Like, this this is very representative of the album as a whole. 
Um, yeah. Which is would be my only thing about Hold Tight is that it kind of feels siloed. Uh, but I am such a big fan of Prestige. Yeah, you've it got was... a little bit of a uh, disco-y guitar on Hold Tight, but yeah, yeah this one this, is... This doesn't it's hold a back. Banger. Yeah, it's, um, it's... I didn't recognize it from the title when you said it, but then I was like, oh, yeah. When it immediately when it started, I was like, this one, yeah. And mm-hmm. there's some, like, I was trying to parse, like, what everything was going on. There's, like, some strings, some great guitar and bass. But then I was almost like, is that like a like synth bass or something they were playing? Or is it just a effect on the bass? But I loved it was a very disco-y like interlude, like instrumental part there that I loved. Just that like that run down, like the like is so it like that just infects your brain if you listen to the song. It's very like the disco remake of that Beethoven, Beethoven's fifth uh Yep, exactly. That's that's a, that's what all the critics mind. are saying. Yes. Yeah, but I am uh, just uh, totally enamored with Prestige, and it is fantastic. You've been caught in the ray. The girl uh, ray. Ah, Deborah. <laughs> that did come up in our weekend D and D session, like it yes. always does. Whenever I can't, the word Ray can't be spoken without me saying Deborah. Yeah, uh, but that was Girl Ray with everybody saying that off of Prestige via Moshi Moshi. All right. Well, my number six uh, was a late in the year release and just shot right on up to the top ten. A major list fucker. This one. This is Sampha with Lahai, mm, which yeah. this is a, a great, like, he's an amazing pianist. So this is very, like, measured, laid back. Uh, like, only is probably, like, the biggest, uh, biggest, like, beat, like, I feel like, uh, biggest pop song you could grab onto. A lot of the other ones are, like, slow builders, very, like, atmospheric, but such great, like, I mean, he's just got one of the most incredible voices uh, I've heard. And then his songwriting's incredible. And I talked about how I saw him play open for the XX. And it was a heavenly experience seeing it at Masonic. And uh, his Tiny Desk concert was really, like, what sealed the deal. Because I liked a lot of these songs. And, like, I listened to the album a couple times. I was like, yeah, like, Sampha's probably going to be in my top 10. Then the tiny desk comes out and just seeing the songs play live uh, was so good. It just like made me appreciate some of the ones that uh, I hadn't really given enough love to like the dancing one and Jonathan L Siegel, which is like my favorite one. Um, And so, yeah, then Sampha, I was like, got to secure it in the top 10. So there's my number six. An excellent pick. Uh, big fan of that album, having just heard it when you kind of teased it recently. Um, yeah. And it is great. My number five comes at no surprise. I think it was on your, no, I think it was your number 13, something like that. It was a, a high teen, a low teen, whatever you want. I think. think it was, I think it was 12. Was it Olivia Rodrigo? Yeah. Speaking of teens, Olivia yeah. Rodrigo with guts. <laughs> um, the best guts since Nick games and sports channel. Uh, this yes. album rules. It is in my mind, 
just an improvement on every level over Sour, which yeah. was already a great album that ended up on my top ten list two years ago. So she's just like you, you, you sent that like every Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo lyric, yeah. lyric is like, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, let's play truth or fucking dare. But but that shit rules. It's, it's great. great, and it and it's really cool. I think to see a pop star where maybe in previous decades for whatever societal reasons as well as you know i mean just for whatever reason uh it's just cool to see her embrace like pop punk and rock and like when you could so see her maybe like maybe that not being the best move for her career and maybe like people telling her you know you gotta do like these popular things and also i think it's cool to see an artist doing really like slow sparse piano songs and those are like some of her most popular ones and like vampire i think is so great because it starts so sparse and then turns into a banger and so yeah it's it's really cool to see what she's doing and uh not what you maybe would have expected when she started her career yeah and also just like kind of the fun like self-deprecating songwriting uh yeah the one that always comes to mind is like in in ballad of a homeschool ballad of a homeschool girl she's like doing a list and she's like can't think of a third thing but like i love it like yeah and yeah exactly like just kind of like i don't know the words to this anymore so i'm just gonna sing noises uh it's just it like it's it's like a more i don't know i wasn't that mature when i was um 20 whatever she is um and like obviously not nearly as talented uh because she is just killing it love this album i'm excited for number three already yeah you know and i was writing this about in my thing about glaive but people are often dismissive of the young and uh you don't wanna you don't want to be dismissive of them want to pay attention because they're doing some good stuff they can be quite insightful I mean, when I was young, I was certain that I was correct on everything. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I wasn't, but I was certain back to then. be seen. <laughs> All right. Well, my next one, my number five is uh, a Michigander. This, uh, these song lyrics were quoted by your mother at your rehearsal dinner, Kevin. Um, oh, yeah. It's Sufjan Stevens with Javelin. Uh, also, a friend of mine summed it up beautifully, said, Sufjan Stevens put out a new album and it's devastating. <laughs> you know? I That uh, is very funny that my mom heard a Sufjan Stevens song on the radio. Quoted yeah. it. And, like, she's mentioned it because it was about love and, you know, being together. And I immediately, like, looked at you and you were like, you'd perked like, up <gasps> totally. Yeah. yeah. And then Which... not 30 seconds later, I saw you talking to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> um. I interrupted her speech to be like, Hey, let's talk about Sufjan. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I don't know if you know, like, it's funny because my friend, uh, always likes to bring up when I made, <laughs> I didn't make her, I offered her some marijuana before a Sufjan Stevens show. It was the Carrie and Lowell tour. So there's a part where he's saying repeatedly, we're all going to die. And a panic attack <laughs> ensued a little bit. Just a little bit. Person. Um, but, that was an incredible show, but like, obviously Sufjan is a master of taking personal tragedy. And I don't know if you 
new Kev, like that this album really does deal with grief and loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, his partner passed away. Yeah. And, you know, Sufjan's been very private, like about his personal life. And then, you know, we heard about this illness. And so I feel like for him to open up about this is really like really powerful. Uh, even adds to the power. And then these songs are so beautifully written. And uh, just like once again, I, I hate to see that these tragedies are befalling him, but, you know, finding some goodness out of it and uh, providing the world with beautiful music uh, in the wake of it. So thank you, Sufjan. We love it. Fantastic. Luke, I don't think an album has grabbed me quite like Chapel Roan's The Rise and Fall of a Midwest Princess has in a very long time. Wow. Yeah, it was a good one. I listened to it on your recommendation. Yeah, it's very much my shit. All the songwriting is incredible. And I also, I don't know that I've listened to a better sequenced album in a very long time. Because I think it does kind of the perfect like one, two, three punch where like you, you, you have the hits and like track three is an absolute banger. But then... It, it really like drops back and goes into like some really very singer songwriter type songs, which are also great, which I are mean, also yeah, great and fantastic well and incredibly well written before going into another like one, two, three banger, um, super which pop, ends yeah. with the Jams, song I'll be yeah. playing uh, in a second. But it's just like it, top to bottom. It's, it's like 15 tracks long. Um, which obviously breaks nope no it's 14 so it doesn't break my views rule um but even if it didn't i wouldn't care because it is just so damn good um and like a debut album where just like the vocals are so sharp the production is so good the songwriting is damn near perfect like blown away this i didn't even notice it until spotify wrapped already had like stopped collecting data. Cause I think it does it at the end of October. And if yeah. it hadn't, this would have probably infiltrated my like most played songs pretty severely. And you picked a great song. One of my favorites for sure. To play. Yeah. This, this is a good representation of the whole album because it is, it, it's, it's stripped back at times, but it's huge and broad and theatrical at other times. And it, it really shows both sides of the album and also just is like just so damn catchy. Yeah. Like it just gets stuck it's in my head. Simple as that. All the yeah. time. So um let's listen to Chapel Roan with My Kink is Karma.
jealous, but my king is watching you. But my king is watching you. It's hard when you know that you're caught and you're getting pissed off. It's getting me off. It's hard. It's hard. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. People say I'm jealous, but my king is watching you. Lukey likey that was such a jam but you know i'm surprised kev because you're the banger bitch and i almost thought you would have picked like hot to go or red wine supernova which some of my other favorites from the album but maybe that's growth that you picked one that while still a banger uh is maybe it's got some like uh quieter parts and Mm -hmm. it's definitely a more emotional banger but i love that like uh build up part before the chorus that's that's a hundred percent why so the people say i'm jealous for sure but that like like that is such a fucking good line and i love the part where it's like everything cuts out and it's just her voice doing the high you because like the going high on the you just sounds so great i love it yeah i there are 10 tracks I could have picked on this album. This one I just feel like is the most representative of it as a whole because you do get a little of everything. I do love Hot to Go. It has its own dance because um, I watched all the music videos. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because it's it's just H-O-T-T-O-G-O. Like I it, need to see this video. It's very YMCA feeling. Um, yeah. <laughs> and all of like, I, having watched all the music videos, the aesthetic of them are very like, like, 
glittery Midwest, like it's it's cheerleader yeah. outfits, but that are like totally That's bedazzled. Cool. Um, well, I did want to shout out the Spotify bio. Currently, rhinestone in a cowboy hat or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like here, you know, looking into her story, like she was born in Missouri and was like, I gotta get the fuck mm. out of here. Um, yeah, and went to L.A. and like kind of found early success, which then kind of doubled back on itself, and now she's kind. Of, this album was her mm. certainly, um, kind of expressing herself in the best way she found possible. And, Almost like a reinvention. Yeah, and has been a big success. I, when you know when you play someone on Spotify, it'll say like when they're playing near you, in a live show, and it was like Chapel Row, Little Caesars Arena, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, she's great. I, Little wow. Caesars Arena is is yeah big though, and it's because she's opening for Olivia Rodrigo. Nice. Oh, uh, that's a good show. Yeah. When's that? I don't know, but I kind of want to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. The but however. I did look on the website, and one of the FAQs is, if my parents buy my tickets, do they have to come? So I feel like I might get put on a list. I don't know. Anyway. Whatever. We went to Taylor Swift. We can go to that show together. I yeah, think we should. exactly. Let's do it. Um, but I, this album, just top to bottom, is great. It's It's got the hits. It's got the feelings. Yeah. It's, the songwriting, as seen in this, is just really clever and witty. And she just like perfectly knows how to like tailor something to her her production and vocal performance and stuff. So I, like I said, this, this album has blown me away, and it was not even on my radar. I want to say um, six weeks ago, and now like it is really among the heavy hitters on my list. And that was Chapel Roan with My Kink is Karma off the rise and fall of the Midwest Princess out now via Island Records. All right. Well, I'm excited to talk about my number four because it's another Michigander, Mr. Danny Brown, Ooh. along JPEG Mafia. I'm scared. Luke. Scaring the hose. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I, this album is so good. It's so amazing. I, uh, I did. <laughs> Can I tell you a little fun uh, behind the scenes? Yeah. So I was emailing JPEG Mafia's uh, like email that's out there and it's God at godmodemusic.com. And so I <laughs> titled my email, hi God, <laughs> um, but didn't hear back, unfortunately. So I won't be playing a song. There, he's but, busy. Yeah. But this uh, album is amazing. Actually that Brooklyn vegan list had Danny Brown, just like, a spot for Danny Brown on the list. And it was counted Quantara and this album, which if you haven't listened to Quantara, which just recently came out, I, I highly recommend it because that's like a much more personal album where like and autobiographical of Danny Brown. And so that's kind of cool to see another side. And then this album is just like fun, crazy, awesome. Like JPEG mafias, like hyper poppy, all over the place production with like great, like gospel samples worked in. And then Danny Brown, just like anything he's on, he makes it better. And so like step a pig is one of my favorite ones. Like it's so like synthy, but then you got some great like verses from Danny. And then uh, what's the one God loves you, which is all gospel. And it's all like turning like, 
God-based things into sexual things. It's like just brilliant writing. Yeah. Very fun. My standout uh, is absolutely perfect. Uh, perfect's amazing. The so horns on good. there. Uh, yeah, that's like definitely top three too. So there's so many great songs in here and both of them are just have such unique styles that like, it makes perfect sense that the two of them would come together and deliver one of the best albums of the year. Yeah. That's a that's a strong claim and one that I I totally support yeah. making. Luke, I feel like now it is it's the heavy hitters, right? Oh yeah. It's the top 3. Um We're going in the top 3. Yeah, and like as much as I've loved the other albums, I think these 3 albums for me were never going to leave the top 3. It was just a matter of where they were going to fall. And I think we have a shared album here. But I think oh, you, yeah. I think you I have think it do. higher than I do. I do. Um, yeah, if it's what I think it is. Yeah, well, listen. Shout out to everyone in Burlington, Vermont, who also loves yeah, baby. the record by Boy Genius. It's That's, the Burlington Boys. <laughs> it's the Burlington Girls. Um, no, no, we're the Burlington Boys oh, I because see, we I both see. got Burlington on our Spotify raft. Yeah, yeah, it's Boy Genius, of course. Incredible. It's crazy. This is their debut album because the last one was an EP. And like, it's just an EP. They've all had so many albums been amazing. So like, I don't know if Boy Genius is going to get like a Best New Artist nomination. And if so, like, that's very funny. Um, They did. They did? Okay, yeah. I think they did. They were nominated for a lot of Grammys. Yeah, Wild. But uh, this, I mean, they're... They're amazing. All, all Lucy Dacus, Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker. Like we've talked about them. We're both huge fans. Them working together is like even greater than like the combination of them. Like there's something special about those yeah. three doing music. And this album proves that like, it is just incredible top to bottom. And they, they don't, they don't rely on one style or one kind of trick, like they they do a lot of different things where they combine their their stuff. Um, my favorite song is not strong enough, where like it's very separated yeah. in the verses, and then the choruses they all come together and like Voltron flying Amazing. into the sky. Like <laughs> that's that's what this. Yeah, is. that's a great way to put it. Boy Genius is Voltron. Yes, and it's great. And you're gonna have more yeah. to say probably in. I will defer. Uh, for a couple yeah, minutes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, d- I don't know if they have best new artists, but they, they did get some Grammy knobs, but moving on to my number three, and we're going to hear a song from it. And, you know, I'm going to pull straight from what I wrote for off shelf, uh, for this, which my catchphrase that I end this podcast is check your perspective. And with no artist, have I checked my perspective more? Then with 100 Gex. Uh, Money Machine came across my inbox back in 2019. I listened to it repeatedly under the guise of, oh, I'm kind of making fun of it. But then I was like, there's something about this, you know, that stuck with me. And so when uh, their new album came out and my cousin Brian was like, this new 100 Gex song is great. Talking about Hollywood, baby. And it's kind of like pop punky. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And then this album just, it was in my Spotify wrapped. They were one of my top five artists. I became obsessed with it. 
uh especially like the opening track just has so it's so much going on within like the first 30 seconds their philosophy of like just experimentation with sound maximalism absurdity fun and amazingness like it all just i love it so much and uh you got a ska song on this album you got some great synthy hyper poppy jams uh and then you've got the one we're gonna listen to which i don't even know how to describe it it's just fucking awesome uh, <laughs> and i think we need to watch the video which has a cameo by ryan Philippi. uh this is the most wanted person in the united states and it's a weird reason why this one stuck with me even more. I mean, it's super catchy, but also when uh, I went out of the country this summer and came back and when we were back in the United States, I kept going the United States, the United States. <laughs> and so uh, I kept going back to this one and then the video is just incredible. So I'm like, okay, I need to play this song. It's just super fun and great energy. It's a jam. So why don't we take a listen? to 100 gex with the most wanted person in the united states i turned on the news and it said that i was the number one most wanted person in the united states the united states the most wanted person in the united states in the united states the united states the most wanted person in the united states Diggity dog. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I like I 
go it's christmas right like like it's days away go it's to christmas. your parents house and play this song and the piece for you for them and say this is my number three album of the year and get their reaction um oh yeah my uh yeah you mean my like conservative christian yeah. parents that's i'll play them that video it's just yeah. like it's which i don't even know why i like it like it's just it's, <laughs> it's so just great primal right like it's just like yeah it's it, not that's overproduced it. it's just like it's so simple and just yeah. but like it's the united states the united <laughs> yeah, states and i'm just like bobbing you. my head around i'm like hell yeah I got the gun in the backseat, ready to go. Don't need to ask me. Yeah. Um. And Ryan Phillippe shows up for like a second. They point monster energy can guns at him and he puts it to his head and goes, fucking shoot or something. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a hard, a hard cut scanner style, just a head just getting fucking exploded. Yeah. And so have you seen any of their other videos? Cause yeah. they're all like they're, pretty like wild. They're all, but all they're, like this comedic gold i think my favorite part though is oh i forget what line he says but he just pops out from behind the dumpster for a second and it's like disturbing mask it's so good uh but yeah and i should have mentioned who they are it's laura less and dylan brady who make up 100 gex and like they were like chiptune hyper pop they came out but then like worked with charlie xcx and like the remix album has some big names on it and obviously they got ryan Philippi in this video and uh just just top-notch stuff really uh it's so just fun and absurd but then like just like we're saying actually like there's some musical merit going on and that's why i like love this this album so much yeah if if there wasn't like a soul to this it would be so easy to dismiss but it just it it grabs your brain and it's like listen yeah and you're like yeah it's like there's like you know like how like commercials try and do absurdist humor and it's just like it makes no sense in the worst way and then like you watch adult swim and it makes no sense in the best way that's what 100 gex are <laughs> do you remember the hit uh 1990 like four film batman forever um where uh yeah everyone sticks that thing to their head that like brain drains them for the riddler <laughs> yeah. that's how i feel watching a hundred gex and it's great yeah. there you go so that was a hundred gex with the most wanted person in the united states from ten thousand gex out now on dog show records slash atlantic records is that right what do you think the next album is going to be called 100,000 gex. Too many gex. Uh, <laughs> too many gex. Too many gex. <laughs> I'm just going to outright say it. This is my number two. Will Butler plus Sister Squares. Yes. Played him on the pod earlier in the year. Uh, Will Butler, very, very famously of Arcade Fire. Um, yeah. A, a prominent member in his own, but also brother to Win Butler, who you know, probably the most known member of the band, the lead vocalist, but it's hard to talk about this album because it does feel so based on arcade fire. Like it's, it feels like a growth and evolution from that. Obviously they are a different group and, and yeah, see, that's interesting. Cause I, you definitely get shades of that, but I did find it quite different. Actually, a lot of times, uh, and I mean, they've done so much, so many different sounds throughout their career. So it's hard yeah. to not touch on that. But 
but I was like surprised by some of this. Like certain songs, I was surprised how yeah. different they were. And and that's that's what I I eventually started to appreciate about it because I was like yeah. the arcade fireness of some of this stuff was why I like got into it at first, and the stuff they do differently is why this is to me better than any I like more than any arcade fire project I've ever heard. Uh, wow, this album is incredible. Talk about amazing sequencing. Um, it's just. I it's 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 like a, a journey you go on right like it's I played um stop talking which is kind of the the intro track there's like a 40 second intro ahead of that and it really it's a thesis for the album of kind of what you're gonna hear but they do such a good job of going in different directions and I if I could play two songs in a row, I would have played Me and My Friends and Saturday Night, which really feel like a two-parter that's really, like, kind of dark and moody that goes into, like, a little more dancey song and is such a good evolution of the style that's developed in those opening tracks. But as a whole, like, this album just... It is infinitely listenable like i've not gotten sick of it once and it's like a weekly play for me yeah it's uh it's interesting they almost do like like go into like a talking headsy direction sometimes i love the one that's like i am standing in a room especially that one because it's like a weird like the lyrics really like uh, it's like I'm standing in a room in the past or something. You're listening to this in the future. It was like yeah. what, just like really interesting really, like, lyrics. Sharp piano, like sharp quick yeah. piano. And then there's uh, that one that's like a loop, which is just kind of like electronic, like yeah. beat, which super cool stuff that like I hadn't heard in Will Butler's previous solo work, and certainly hadn't heard in Arcade Fire. So. It's cool because it's a new combination of people, right? Yeah. So they're going to sound different. And, you know, I think it's um, it's really interesting how they kind of dedicate the last third of the album or so to a little bit more experimental uh, yeah. music. Like, the, both of those tracks you just mentioned are, like, I think, yeah, 10 and 13. Yeah. But, like, through well, track up top, nine. Too. Yeah, through track nine, all bangers. Yeah. Like, like, there's not a breath. Where you could be like, eh, this is fine. It's just, it continues so solidly. Uh, and that's where I'm pulling the track I'll be playing today from. Is It's track number four. And I, I don't think I've ever had a harder time picking a song to play. Uh, Stop Talking is an incredible track. Played it earlier. Like, like love I love it. Willows, too. That one's Willows great. Willows is great. Arrow of Time is fantastic. Like I said... I, if you're gonna go listen to anything after this podcast, I like beg that it be me and my friends into Saturday Night because those two songs like combined, I've listened to like a hundred times this year. It's so good. Uh, but I am going with Long Grass, which is just a really incredible driving track that I've become such a big fan of. Um, I hoped you picked this one. Yeah, and I I think it it like stop talking. It does feel like it is representative of the entirety of the album um yeah it's great i like will butler and sister squares have just totally like become one of my favorite groups so let's give a listen to them with long grass (laughs) 
the train tracks, by the train tracks. Oh, let me shiver in the sunlight.
Lukey Likey, baby. Yes. What a jam. Yeah. And you know, maybe it's just because I was watching a show and there was a Cure song playing in it, but I get major Robert Smith vibes oh, from yeah. his uh, vocal performance. Love that vocal performance. And then the other vocalist, uh, I, I liked that. He's kind of just going off there and you got like the sort of like ethereal other uh, vocal part coming in. And then just that it's so catchy. I loved all that like sort of 80s influenced uh, like just really uh, like sequenced uh, haunting ominous sort of feel to it too. But very like anthemic. I love it so much. There's so much anthemic music on this album. Uh, and this is a great representation of it, but I, like I said, I, there's 10 tracks I could have played here. They're all amazing. Um, I, I am like such a huge fan of this album. I, I can't rave about it enough. And like, I'm just excited for more, like give, give, give me more. Will Butler plus sister squares, add in more people, add a, add another plus. Like let's, let's get wild with it. Uh, it's fantastic. You want Will Butler plus Sister Square Squared? Yes. Too cute. So, so, a ton more. All right. Well, my number two, we already talked about it, so we'll just uh, cover it briefly. It's Jeff Rosenstock with Hell Mode. Uh, this one came out and I got addicted, did a whole deep dive on his whole discography, and uh, just like all these songs became very special to me and I love you have some of like, we talked about heel mode, which is just a very like personal, like song about a lazy day at home. Uh, You get some of the more political, which like, that's what I love. Jeff Rosenstock when I first heard him was more just, you know, like I feel like not super politically focused. Then in the Trump era became very like, I just like really loved post and like a lot of the lyrics on there spoke to how i was feeling and uh yeah still love going back to those songs and so i love that you just get a blend of all that on here and so it just really feels like the best of a more refined now he's later in his career he's established what his sound is and now uh we get like a more refined like uh, evolution of that sound Yeah, it's, I said a bunch on it. It's fantastic. It is certainly a refinement. That's a great way to put it. Uh, because yeah. I think this is kind of his sharpest album to date. Sky Dreams might stand on its own just because it is such a unique oh. project. He's done but, great things for Ska recently, yes. Yeah, but I, I, I'm i not surprised that we share this album. And I'm not surprised it's even higher for you because I know you're such a big Rosenstock fan. So it's great. Yeah. Um, Continues to like be in my rotation that that really like all these albums they're the best thing i can say is that i'm still listening to them yeah months and months later all right we're to the big one let's talk about it we both have iconic trios in our number one spot you're right iconic trios one 20 years in the industry one just just barely obviously um We'll get to yours, but mine is one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, and a band I've been listening to 
since they kind of came on the scene, a very similar to Fallout Boy, a pop punk uh, Mount Rushmore for me. And I am, of course, talking about Paramore, uh, their album, This Is Why, which came out quite early in the year and and was fantastic. Yeah. But And talk about a band who's influential because they influenced Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yeah, 100%. Talked about, you know? And have evolved beyond pop punk in a way that I don't. Yeah. I, Fall Out Boy to me is doing Fall Out Boy's thing. Paramore t- is creating new music in different styles that they've never worked before. I mean, this is so like yeah. talking heads feeling at times. Um, yeah. It's, they it's, definitely went more of like a post punk 80s yeah. uh, vibe. Uh, keeping funk though with it. And then, uh, like, the, you know, after Laughter, their last album. Was an, was an evolution, and I feel like it, this was the place they were getting to. Uh, Haley Williams has done a few solo albums since, and the group together just... It's got something. It's got that je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Um, it's just been incredible. It's a really tight ten songs. Everything hits. We've talked about it. Um, the, the, the dissonant, like... Versus on new on the news that I didn't care for back then, I love now. Like they was, they're incredible. Still um, don't like it, but yeah. But I I just continue. <laughs> like a lot of the other songs. This was the last album I listened to today before we started recording. So I was like, let me just give it one more listen to feel about it. And I can say nothing else besides like it is just a perfectly put together album that isn't what I would have expected from Paramore but absolutely like what they should be doing. Right. Like it's, it's yeah. if Henry Ford had asked people what they wanted, it would have been faster horses. Like this is, this is the model T of Paramore music. It is, it is an evolution in a way that's unexpected and absolutely necessary. And I am such a huge fan. And do the low hanging fruit joke again. This is why you listen to music. Yep. And now let's talk about the record of the year again doing the long fruit joke it's the record by boy genius we already spoke about it a bit but it's my number one and you know this one endured more than any other album for me because i just feel like it was in all my music group threads i never they never let me forget about how great this is i follow them on instagram on my indie darling page so i feel like i was just always seeing like a new photo shoot a new performance i loved a new cover just yesterday i was watching uh they just covered a uh shania twain song for bbc and it was fantastic and uh so this uh had to be my best album of the year and i again like we said I could still go back and listen to any of these songs. I still love them. Uh, love so many of the lyrics. And, you know, you said Not Strong Enough is your favorite, which I think that's my favorite, too. But I think it might just be barely edged out by Cool About It. That's a great uh, which one. I feel like they both do a similar thing where each uh, member gets their own verse, gets their own, like, moment to shine, and really just, like, displays their style and their personality really well. But then you have them all coming together with their harmonies, and it's just uh, incredible. And they're just amazing instrumentalists as well. 
They played SNL and had a great backing band with like Melina Duterte of J Som. And so I just feel like they're, they're such a, a powerhouse. Like you said, the Voltron when they come together and uh, we have a great mini sode we did where we talked about like their solo careers and our relationships to their solo work. So go check that out. But I think it's, it's really uh, like you said with uh Paramore too, it's like, they can do great solo work, but when they come together, they just go to another level. And uh, so, yeah, that's my album of the year. I completely give it all the Grammys. Completely agree. Like it's an excellent choice. I only kind of hope they do some more solo work because like, we'll just get three albums instead of one, right? Like, yeah. I just i I would love a new Lucy Dacus. Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers album because their all their last albums were amazing. So yeah, give me give me more. Let let's see them take up three spots of next year's list. Hell yeah! All right, I wanted before we sign off because we've done it. We've talked about our best albums of the year, and I just wanted to uh, do a little recap of uh, our show and what we've done over the Ooh. year. So we did over 30 episodes. That's over 30 hours uh, of content that we delivered to the masses. And in that time we played over 70 songs and uh, I go back and I look at our playlist and I'm like, man, Oh, that one was great. Oh, I forgot about that. It's so good. Um, so yeah, you should be proud of yourself, Kev. Thanks for recommending so many great songs to me. Right back at listeners. you, buddy. Hey, and we're going to be back next year bringing you some great new music. So stay tuned. And I'm not getting married next year. So I'm going to be way less busy. So we'll, we'll make it more than 30. It's going to be a grand old time. We'll, yeah, we'll hopefully break 50. So well, before we go. Easy to come. <laughs> before we go we gotta talk about our three daddies we're a planet ant podcast powered by pinecast as always head over to planetant.com check out all the great stuff they got going on over there and then offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet our top tens are gonna be up there uh kevin's already up there i think mine's coming very soon if it's not there already so I um, I cannot check that out. I cannot tease it any more than go read how I compared Fallout Boy to Michael Jordan. It's yes, insane. It's transcendent. It is um, yeah, transcendent's the word. Um, I are there comments on off shelf? There should be, so they could just yell at us. Yeah, leave a comment. Tell me <laughs> yeah, I'm tell me I'm it. nuts. Tell me I'm yeah. out of control. And you can find us on social media at Best Song Ever Pod. You can find me at Indie Darling Music. And hey, I have a new song out today. It's called Nobody. It's very heartfelt and sentimental. Good to listen to around the holidays. Hell yeah. New album next year, Luke. Yep. It's coming in January. And so, hey, I'm going to do a different sign-off phrase. And I'm going to take a lyric from Nobody and say, This is Luke LeBen saying, Everybody can be somebody and nobody can be you. I don't have anything new, so I'm just Kevin Connor. And go ahead and chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Best of 2023. We'll see you in the new year. Boom! Well, it's best 
song ever. Another podcast better. Been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.